Boom. Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Duo podcast. The only duo you need to listen to to get all the information on the FPL draft mode. Whether it's trades, waivers, tips, strategy, follow us on Instagram, podcast, Twitter, all the good stuff. Follow us, subscribe, hit that like button, hit that, give us a rating on the old podcast as well. Uh, It all helps. This week's episode is sponsored by Oasis Candles. Oasis Candles are manufactured in Athens in Greece. You can get them online, particularly coming into game week one. It's going to be nerve-wracking. It's your first draft for a lot of people. You're going to be nervous. It's going to be smelly. You're going to need an Oasis Candle. Get them on Instagram, Oasis Candles. Thank you. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about the layout that we are going to have for the rest of the season after every game week. So we aim to upload one a week. Um, It's going to be a a review and a preview of the next game week. We're also going to have random episodes and posts in there, tips, strategies, uh, where we see fit. So our overall layout of the podcast is going to be a quick game game week review. So again, who did well? Uh, We're going to talk about the best waivers that we suggested and how they went on. Maybe possible waivers that we missed out. Uh, we're also going to talk about trades that you have sent in or maybe we have done. See how they went, see how they fared out. A review of how the game week went and what we can learn from that game week to bring into the next game week. We're then going to go into, let's say, the, the chunk of the podcast where we talk about the waivers that we recommend. We're going to talk about the waivers we recommend based on fixtures, based on how the player's playing, and also the probability of them being on the waiver. So there's no point talking about Salah saying, oh, get him in, get him in, because he's an unlikely waiver, obviously. That will come under our trade section. Our trade section will focus on our trades that we are proposing, or maybe trades that you send in, and we'll get a, a rating. We might put them up on Twitter and say, a poll, who do you prefer? Who would you take, these two players or or the other two players? And maybe we give a a small bit of background as to why it might be a good trade, might be a bad trade. Waivers and trades, how they work, is going to be on a separate podcast. So if you don't know or if you want want a better understanding of possible strategies, listen to our waivers and trades podcast. It's going to give you everything you need to know about timeline and how to get it over the line and, as we said, strategy. Yeah, so nosy, we may as well jump right into it. We're going to have a look at the T12 draft night that happened on Sunday evening. So, for people that are listening that weren't involved, the T12 draft night, it involved 72 managers over, I think I added it up today, four continents. Yeah? Yeah, we've Europe, Asia, America and Australia. Um, so, it was actually mental when I was thinking about it today, what we what we created and yeah it was an unbelievable night people were sending in their their teams there was a great buzz about it um some teams better than others some people must have done their research and some could have been winging it on the night um which overall it was it was unbelievable what i what i actually loved the most was we got a load of managers involved and some of them had played the draft before and some hadn't but by the end of it, they were all excited. Yeah, as you said, they were sending in our teams, being like, "What do you think of this?" Oh, maybe, yeah. and and comparing teams. And then I got a few messages being like, "Jesus, this seems like a bit of crack. I can't wait for this to get started." Yeah. And the draft night is only the start. 
Yeah. Like I had a couple of boys text me afterwards saying like they were happy with their team and they're like, oh, I think I'll do well with this team. And beforehand they were saying, I don't know how I'm going to set it up. I don't know what, if I'll bother with this. But once they got involved in it, I think they're hooked, they're hooked already. Um, I think there's, there's 72, 72 teams uh, that were picked. We can't analyze all of them. Uh, we'll be here all day. But I did pick out four or five teams that kind of stood out to me for different reasons. Um, the first one is Ashley Wood's team. Now, this isn't a team that I would recommend <laughs> picking at all. It could it could work out. You never know what could happen. But Ashley Wood decided to pick six Brentford players. Um, yeah, six Brentford players. I, I, I don't know. I think... I'd be lucky to have one Brentford player on my team. I think Brian Bomo was one of those players as well, and he and he's injured. So, look, we wish Ashley the best of luck. Like he, yeah, we could be eating our words. Always in the draft, when you say a player's not going to do well, he does well. Yeah, and it's kind of a small little strategy tip that when you're drafting, have a look back at your team and who you have drafted because you could end up with, hopefully not six Brentford players, but like yeah. three Liverpool players or two players of the same team that play in the same position, and you get a bit caught up with. You're like, oh, well, he's the best player there. Sometimes it's not the best choice. Yeah. Like, you never know. There could be someone in Ashley's group that is a Brentford fan. He could be Brentford. That's why he picked it. But in Ashley's group, there could be a Brentford fan there. And he might want to take a few players off you. And you can see that as well. That Well, he is six. And he put into the group chat already being like, anyone looking for a Brentford player? Yeah. So uh, you might get a Brentford player because you know his team needs to get rid of one or two. And he doesn't mind. So play yeah. play on that, which we'll talk about in in the later on in the episode. Yeah, but um, yeah, actually that team stood out to me. So best best luck with it. Um, the next one, yeah, it's Joey Neenan's team. Um, this was one of the the better teams that we saw. His top te- quality FPL player overall, and he's brought that to the draft. Unfortunately yeah. for us. Yeah, you'll you'll see him in, in regular FPL. He'll be. I think he came. He came. Did he come in the top 100 or 200 overall uh, a couple of years ago? So he's top, top quality manager. Yeah, very good. Um, we're in mini leagues with him and he's he wins them nearly every year. So he's very good, very good fancy football player. And yeah, it's it's shown in the draft. He has Rashford, Watkins and Isaac all on his team. So yeah, Rashford and Watkins, they'll be hauling in points week in, week out. Isaac, if he starts... If he yeah. plays consistently, he'll be unbelievable. I, I rate he's too him. good not to play. Yeah, I rate him really highly as a player. Um, so, scout Jack Maloney over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you. Sal is a great player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the next one that we looked at was Ben Maloney. So, maybe Ben listened to the podcast or he didn't or he picked, up, picked us up wrong. But um, yeah, Ben, his first two picks were two defenders, two rogue picks, um, picked Trent and also Kieran Trippier. Now, this could pay off for him, um, two uh, premium defenders. So if they are going well, other people in his group will want him. So he could potentially get some premium midfielders down the line. So these are very high trade value. Mm. Now, the thing about the two defenders is, Trent is one, Trippier is two. Now, they both are first and second round picks according to statistics. But this is where the strategy comes in. Just because they're first and second picks doesn't necessarily mean you pick them first and second. <laughs> because you have Trent. Uh, like yeah. The thing about that is, I want to see his strikers. I want to see his midfield. Does yeah. he give up 
top quality. Now, maybe you've been very, very sly about it and you've got a good team, but if you take them premium defenders, inevitably your other team is going to be, you, the rest of your team is going to be weaker. Yeah, like it is weaker. I'd say the best thing for this one would be they'll have a high uh, trading value. So he, he will be able to get, um, he will be able to get high valued midfielders uh, down the and, line. And the thing is, you won't mind letting one of them go because you know you still have the other one. If you only have Trent and he was your first pick and you didn't get anyone good second or third, yep. you don't want to lose your first pick. So, yeah, he can he can trade them down the line. If possible, they could both go off. Like yep. the, Trent's not so much last year, Trippier. But if they both have unreal seasons, like you could be coming up against him and saying, oh my God, I don't want to see these two boys. Yeah, like it was defenders that uh, won me a lot of uh, game weeks. I had uh, Dan Byrne and Trippier. They're two key defenders for me. Um, so, yeah, it could pay off. The next one we're going to look at is FPL Caesar. So the reason why this one stood out, he went for the premium uh, striker, he went for Nkunku, and then he also has Iwoni and Morris. The reason why this stuck out is because Nkunku is now injured. So he is left with Iwoni and Morris. So we did say it, that's why it's so important to get a striker in early, because things like Things like this can happen. Your, your premium striker, they can get injured. So now he is left with a bit of a sticky situation with Awoni and Morris. Not bad. They're not, not bad strikers. Um, no, but if Morris but doesn't score at all, if Luton are very poor, that means Awoni is your first striker. And now he's left with a situation where there's no strikers on the waivers and he's going to possibly have to trade a midfield. If he wants a striker, yeah. Awoni could be very good and could be just just perfect for up top. Could be. Um, and, but if, if not, um, he might have to trade a midfielder or a defender to get a striker in. But again, both of them are playing. That's yeah. that's kind of what we're saying, as long as they're playing. Yeah. But again, it's all about, like let's say, maximising your points. Yeah, so it's just very unlucky that Nkunku's probably a first-round pick as well. Your first-round pick is injured just days after. The I got Nkunku third round. Which we'll round. talk about in a mi- in a minute about injuries and rounds and trades and <laughs> this, listen up you're gonna want to listen to this one yeah so um, and then the last the last team then that stood out is Zahir Bayant's team now this one stood out because yes he definitely was listening to the podcast because he picked Neto and Leno as his two goalkeepers so something that we talked about in length was picking keepers and we did mention these two goalies because you can rotate these keepers based on fixtures which as we mentioned in previous podcasts is what's going to maximize your returns each week so if you want the full uh, list of our picks i've posted mine on twitter jacks is going to do it this evening and you can see well what do we pick and what do we think is the best some good picks some iffy picks when i look back at it i'd like to change one or two but yeah draft night is what you make it i'm happy enough with the strategy so i was just personally i felt an awful lot calmer and i knew based on my watch list and who i wanted and who i didn't want whereas draft nights previous i'd be scrolling through midfielders for who am i going to get this one it was as exciting but i was actually enjoying it more because i was like well i'm not as stressed as i was because i have strategy so if you are yet to draft and we have a couple of days left go back and listen to this the strategy podcast so that you know uh, what you're going to do and who you're going to pick and you don't get confused overall the draft night was very successful for most managers the feedback we've gotten most people are happy with their team 
and as I mentioned before, they're looking forward to the season ahead. A few things to note, yeah, Haaland, of course, he was picked first in every draft, all of the six drafts. Um, Kane was picked, he's a fourth round pick. Fourth in mine. Fourth in yours. So he went a little bit earlier than we would have thought, um, based on the timing, because there was the fear that he was moving to Bayern at the time, but now he is a great pick because it is looking like he's going to be staying with, with Tottenham. Um, so if you, if you did pick him up and maybe even the second round would have been late for him, that would be everyone fearing that he's leaving. Yeah. That would have been a superb pickup. Gabriel Jesus went early enough as well. Yeah. Besides besides those pick, everything else, there wasn't anything too outrageous besides Ashley Wood with the six Brentford players. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, nothing too outrageous. As we mentioned, strikers do become very scarce and you've seen that happened in in all of the drafts it is quite slim picking towards the end but overall mm. fairly balanced teams and as as we're we'll get into in later episodes the waiver and the transfer market is your best friend and if you're not 100% happy with your team there's loads of chances there's loads of chances to make it up yeah um in terms of uh you were talking about the strikers going very early i think i got a bit of the fear factor i went first pick saka happy enough Second pick, Wilson, striker. Third pick in Kunku, and I got Solanke like fifth round. Now, I got in Kunku third round, which a fit on Kunku third round would have been superb, um, especially as a striker and playing up top, well, playing as number 10 for Chelsea, possibly on penalties. Second round would have been a, a, a fantastic, uh, or oh, second round would have been normal. Third round, I thought I was delighted to get him out for game week one just a f- one game week and then you have Nkunku third round pick I was like this is insane but then the news broke today Nkunku MCL my third pick playing uh, a playing striker down the drain so this <laughs> this is what you do in the draft okay all morals go out the w- window and I apologise on this platform on an open apology to Vinnie Frame so you have to target some people <laughs> you know you can't we talked about who they support yeah i put in my group chat anyone want Nkunku playing striker and i 100 percent expected a couple of laughing faces back or a couple of boys to say oh you're at it or whatever and vinnie replied i'll take him i need a striker i looked at his strikers he had welbeck he had an injured someone else McBurney injured and someone else so I was like oh my god I could get this across the line straight away went on to his team who do I want now I had to look at this trade as Nkunku's gone and I got uh, I want to get rid of him I traded uh, Brennan Johnson from Forest who I really enjoyed I, I, I wanted him as a pickup I thought mm-hmm. I think I got him very late I got him 8th round pick I thought that was a decent enough um, pick for him yeah I traded Brennan Johnson and obviously Nkunku, an injured Nkunku who was apparently out for a couple of months now. So I had to say... 16 weeks. Is that what it said? Yeah. 16 weeks. So I looked at that trade as, I'm just swapping Johnson. And I got Eze and Welbeck. Now, Welbeck, look, I wouldn't even call him a playing striker. But someone might want him. If he scores a couple of goals, Mm -hmm. he could be tradable for a shit striker and an okay midfielder. He could be trade value down the line. I don't want to be playing Welbeck every week, but I really want Eze. 
So yeah. I got Eze and Welbeck for injured Nkunku and Johnson. This is what you have to do in the draft. You have to target players. You have to target people that support particular teams. You have to, if someone doesn't know a piece of information, that's their fault. Yeah. If you want to know information, follow us on Twitter. Look up Twitter, injuries, possible waivers. If you don't know it, I'm not, I'm not, okay, I was going to say, I'm not saying sorry. I am apologizing to Vince because he was so nice about it. He's like, I really enjoyed this trade. Delighted to get it over the line. Really want to have Nkunku in my team. And it just put a dagger through my heart. But, yeah, I will win. You'll get your comeuppance now when yeah. Eze will be injured after it's, next That week. could happen, that could happen. But, you know, you have to take these risks. Yeah, but you, well back as well. I think that's a 50-50 shot with him. He could he could be starting. He could be starting. He starting 50% of games. It depends on Europe. I because you've Ferguson and you've Joe... Joe Pedro. Joe Pedro. See them up there. As so. well. And I like the look of Welbeck at the moment. I, I do like the look of him, but he could be a waiver player down the line. Could be a waiver player. I really don't care. And I took it as... <laughs> I took it as even if Welbeck is a waiver, yeah. it's Brennan Johnson for Izzy. Mm-hmm. So I was very happy with that. Now, we'll talk about it in the trade uh, podcast that you can never be 100... Like that one, I was obviously very happy with. Mm. But you can never be 100% on trade. You can't openly get two unreal players for two ship players because it's never going to go through. So at some point, you're going to have to give away players that you want to keep or that you really like. So this is pre-game week one, the... Transfers are available and the there are waivers available as well. So just to note a couple of players that are now on the uh, waiver that you can get in would be Hoylund. Hoylund, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hoylund, the new Manchester United striker. So if you are lacking in strikers. Now he is injured, but he's one yeah. that if you got on the waiver for free and you had a, a Welbeck. You wanted to give off, that yeah. you, you want to keep him on the bench for two or three weeks until he's right. No brainer. Yeah. Um, next one then is Gverdial, the new Manchester City signing. So he is there as well. Yeah. Have a look. Personally, I will be putting him on my waiver. I want to get him in. Um, just because if he goes off or if he, if he starts, it's you've a Manchester City asset in defence. And even if he doesn't start every game, someone will take him. Like you yeah. can trade a Diaz and Ake and all that to someone at some point that they'll want a city defender in that if they think they're going to play. In. Obviously you don't really want to get rid of a city defender, but yeah, he's trade value. Yeah. He's he's uh he's gonna be in a fantastic team. I know Pep likes to kinda of bring them in slowly. Yeah. But he's a no brainer that if you have a spot there, take him. Yeah. Just go for broke, take the risk. It's not much of a risk bringing him in. Yeah, it, it's not much of a risk, but when you think about it in the long term, you don't want to have a Guardiol, 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 whatever his name is, on the bench, taking up a spot. If he's not playing, where you could implement our rotating defender strategy, which we talked about. So yeah, just make sure that you're you're willing to have him on the bench, that he might play some days and he might not. Yeah, just think about that in terms of rotating defenders. Yeah, I suppose, speaking of rotating defenders... What I noticed on my uh, my draft, and it, he probably is featured on most, is Robinson of Fulham. Now, I really like him for bringing him in for short periods of time. So he is on my waiver. I will definitely be keeping a close eye on him. Might bring him in, might not. Um, I might wait it out for a while just to see how Fulham are getting on defensively. But I will be looking at him 
And the next one is Turner. So is Turner on the waiver? Turner should be on the waiver. Probably on the waiver, unless someone was preempting this move to Forest. Again, there's a good few goalkeepers. I've seen the likes of Rhea and all of them, Ramsdale, all the kind of rotation risks picked up. So Turner will probably uh, have a high probability of being on the waiver. As I said, he's just transferred to Forest. If you have a rotating uh, midfield, sorry, a rotating goalkeeper where Turner's fixtures work out well with him, he could be a, he could be a very good pickup. Yeah, because Forest they will be facing a lot of shots, mm. like call a spade a spade. So he could pick up a lot of safe points. And your your Spurs man, my Spurs man Van der Hecke. Don't know too much about this fella. Uh, come from Wolfsburg, I believe he's 20, 22, I think. Um, so he might like Spurs are they're lacking a centre a centre mm. half. They have Romero there. He could be he could be a starter. Could be a bit of a punt to bring in as well. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on Van de Hecke, the new Tottenham signing. So that's just an example of like waivers that we're going to give week to week. Four or five. I'm going to possibly give two or three. Jackson might give two or three. And we're going to see what the probability of them being on the waiver are, what upsides they have, uh, what upsides they have, and possible strategy. Don't just go and getting in a player. We say if it compromises your team or your balance of your team. So mm-hmm. those are players that might go under the radar. That again, you're not seeing in normal fantasy, but we're kind of bringing up as why they wouldn't be available or why they would be good in your team. As we said. We want as much engagement from you as possible. We want your questions. Who we sh- who you should play. Who do you think you should get on the waiver. Um, possible questions about the waiver. About trades. How to do them. Anything. Send in your teams. We'll rate your teams. What you could do. Where you could improve it. How you could improve your balance. Send it in. Send in your trade offers. We'll put them up. And get other people's feedback. And we'll give our own feedback. So send in anything you have, either on Twitter, on Instagram, FPL underscore draft underscore duo on Instagram. I think it's the same on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah same on Twitter. Same handle. And you'll possibly get a shout out. So as we're going to do with every podcast, at the end, we're going to leave you with a bit of a question. Now, we don't want you Googling this. If you Google this, what good is it? Yeah. You're only cutting yourself. Yeah. I didn't Google the question. The answer? <laughs> no, I did Google the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to leave you the question, give you the answer next week, have a think about it. Um, this is going to be regular on the podcast. So, the question is, who scored a hat-trick for Bournemouth in their first ever win against West Ham in 2015? Now, have a think about that. I'll give you a hint. Don't give them any hints. Okay. That, when you think about it, Bournemouth, 2015... You know, West Ham, Premier League, they should be able to figure that out. I didn't know he was in the league in 2015. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we leave you that one. No hints, no hints. You should no get hints. that. Who scored a hat-trick for Bournemouth in their first ever win against West Ham in 2015? Boom. Um, join us again for what is going to be, which is mental. Next week, we're going to have football back. A weekend of football is going to have been completed. Our normal FPL teams are going to have, could have been torn apart, the template destroyed, and you're going to get either get your first win, draw, or loss in the draft league. So join us again next week. FPL draft, you out. Take it, ham and cheesy. <laughs>